0: Good morning, great to have your company. One preliminary final down, one to go. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hayes will be on Saturday morning. That smell is in the air, Hayes. It's prelim final weekend. I absolutely love it.
1: And the footy festival is kicking on here in Perth. Wasn't it fantastic last night? Massive crowd and, geez, we look forward to the next one to see who is going to go into the grand final and what a big week it's been. And I've got another dig too and it's going to involve the Carlton Football Club. The Dig. Dial before you dig. Essential first step. What a debacle it's been at the Carlton Football Club. Of course, they lost their coach, or they parted ways with David Teague. They've had the new chairman come in, in Luke Sayers, they said that, Kane Little, you can stay in that position. You can go into the coaching uh, panel that has been named to put together the new coach. And we can say he's now been sacked from the Carlton Football Club. In that time they went for Brian Cook from Geelong. Well, what did you expect? If you're actually looking to put somebody over the top in that position, of course it's going to end like this. (laughs) What an absolute debacle it's been. Luke Sayers, it is time that you left that football club alone. You are a problem. You have been since you entered it, and it's not working. Start again. There has to be better candidates. He does not know how to run a football club.
0: What did you make the story during the week, Hayes, about Carlton approaching Collingwood about how to run and search for a coach. Yeah, absolutely
1: and I'll guarantee it did happen throughout the <laughs> week because they don't know. They quickly put together this subcommittee to find the coach and that was on the back of I think just doing it to appease everybody because they wanted Ross Lyon to be the end product but of course Ross Lyon got spooked by that and he knew that the process was probably not going to get award him the job at the end of the day but look, it's just been a total debacle and when you've got a debacle like this, you have to look at the leadership positions and unfortunately it's Luke Sayers that has taken over in the last four weeks in that position and he has to be held accountable for what has occurred.
0: There was another big story during the week Hayes Lockie Neal, former Fremantle superstar of course currently at Brisbane. A rumour bubbling away in the background that he was going to request a trade home. It didn't eventuate but this really captured the attention of the AFL world. Yeah it
1: did. I think he was genuinely thinking about coming home. Obviously we know the personal side of it with his wife who's pregnant and look it didn't happen but I think at the end it's really good for Fremantle. I know there'll be some people out there that are a bit disappointed by it but this protects them from themselves because it would have been a really tough bargaining position for the Fremantle Dockers because of what he's done over there and I had fears that they would end up giving up their first pick. And I just think if they nail the draft this year, the Fremantle Dockers with pick six and eight or eight and ten, whatever it is after, one the, they're going to get for Chera. Yep, the father-son selections that do go through. If they nail those picks and they find another Caleb Sarong and they find another Matthew Pavlich, this club is set. Their backline's good. Their midfield is outstanding. They just need to improve that forward line. Then I think they can go forward. But it would have cost a lot to get Lockie Neal. He's twenty-nine. He would have added a lot, no doubt, in the short term. But Fremantle, they need to look a little bit more long-term. Be patient this time around because when they lost patience last time, they went for Jesse Hogan instead of Ben King. Imagine Ben King next to Matt Taberna right now in that forward line. Be pretty scary. They would have played finals footy this year had they been patient. Be patient. It will come back to the draft one more time.
0: One more prelim to go, Port Adelaide
1: and the Western Bulldogs. Who do you like? Oh, I think I'm going to go Port Adelaide, the home team, all in their favour, and some big outs, really, for the Western Bulldogs. And we're going to catch up with Ash Hanson in a moment. I think that'll be too much for them to bear.
0: Stay with us, Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby off the bench on your Saturday morning.
1: Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams.
0: One more spot in the grand final here in Perth. Up for grabs, it is the Bulldogs and Port Adelaide later today. What a mouthwatering clash that's going to be. The Dogs will have to do it without big man Alex Keith, who is out due to a hamstring injury. Bulldogs assistant Ash Hansen caught up with Carlin Hayes earlier this week and he reflected on a massive win against Brisbane and their prelim with Port. It
2: was an amazing game to be a part of. And, and our our boys obviously did enough to get over the line, which, yes, yeah, is super exciting. And... Um, yeah, we've thoroughly enjoyed our week in Perth before jumping back on the jet to go to Adelaide tomorrow. But apart from today, the weather's been beautiful and we've um, had some good training days and, um, yeah, good block of recovery. So, we're, yeah, we're prepared and ready to go.
1: Lots of storylines coming out of that game. One was around Marcus Bontempelli, but I saw some footage today. He looked OK. He's been named. Are there any concerns at all?
2: No, nah, he, he's improved um, as every day has gone on this week, Hey, So, um, yeah, it's a real it's a real big boost to have your captain available and obviously the player. But MVP by his peers, so integral part of our team. And, um, yeah, there was obviously some concern from the outside during the week, but he, he was optimistic after the game and has improved as every day has gone on. So, yeah, we're, we're excited to have him part of the team.
1: But, unfortunately, you lose Alex Keith, and he's one of your most important players, given what he's been doing from a lockdown point of view.
2: Yeah, he's been tremendous, Keithy. Um, and, yeah, just had that hamstring tightness during the week um, that's that's held him back a bit. And going into these finals, you just can't take a risk on on a player that isn't 100% right. And, and the fact we've got Zane Cordy, who recovered from illness that he suffered a couple of weeks ago that kept him out of the Essendon game, and then subsequently we went unchanged into the Brisbane game, um, he, he's a great replacement um, for this week. And... And, you know, optimistically thinking if we get through, you know, Alex Keith will be right versus losing him for a month. So a calculated decision, a tough one, but I think it's the
1: right decision. Speaking about being 100%, Stefan Martin comes back in. We haven't seen him for a long time, and there was a bit of conjecture about whether he'd get his place back in the side, but clearly you think he's done enough work.
2: Yeah, and and there was a lot of discussion around bringing Stefan at the start of the final series because we know that his experience and the position he plays will certainly make us a better team. But then there was the fact that he'd been out for such a long time through his injury, um, and he just hadn't had the code in the legs. But by us progressing over the, the previous few weeks, he's been able to build up a lot of continuity in his training. And, you know, we, we've got to thank and, and give uh, some credit to, to Lewis Young and the way that he really attacked the ruck position when he hadn't really been playing there. But his athleticism gave us a really strong con- contest. But now we bring in a guy that's, um, that's fully fit now, ready to go, has good craft and experience in that role. So, um, yeah, the time was right and and we're confident that Steph can provide us what we need.
0: Ash, you've got to win the contested possession against this mob, mate, because 17 games they've won the contested possession. They've won every game, yet when they've lost it, they've won one out of six. So, big stat.
2: Yeah, yeah, we've identified that some of that's a strength in their game um, with their their midfield group and their ability to extract the footy and get it going forward and, and win territory. And, I suppose this time of the year, you know, the midfield groups for, for every team are so critical because you've just got to give yourself an opportunity to score and get field positions so you can play that fourth half game that, that we like to play. So it's going to be an enthralling battle. Um, certainly our last two encounters have been fantastic with us getting up over there, so... Uh, that doesn't hold any fears that the Adelaide crowd, and, and then we lost by two points, obviously, on our home field. So we won all going into the title fight, and, yeah, it's going to be a, a great clash.
0: Hear more from Ash Hansen after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby
1: and Jimmy Williams.
0: Welcome back. Ash Hansen is our guest on the program. We're speaking to him ahead of the Western Bulldogs clash with Port Adelaide and the assistant coach, full of praise for star midfielder Jack McRae.
2: Well, I think he's a, he's a two-time All-Australian now, back-to-back, so I think he's starting to get the credit and people are starting to see what he does. Certainly his durability has been outstanding and his ability to front up every week and... From a coaching perspective, when you start to get that reliability and consistency in a player, it makes your life a lot easier. Um, He's as hard as nails and can be super creative with the footy in hand. Um, So, yeah, he's a special player, Jack, and he likes to go under the radar, his own man off the field, which is uh, really refreshing to be around. Um, So, no, we certainly rate him really highly, and I think the opposition teams are starting to see what he can do.
1: Top five midfielder in the comp for mine. Over the last three or four years, he's been that consistent. I think he's a smoky for the Brownlow medal on the back of last year where he got more votes than Bonte He got 15 votes in a shortened season. I think he can get up around 25 to 28 this year, Carl. But I want to ask about a couple of other midfielders, and sometimes you can have too many. Adam Trelaw and Josh Dunkley, because of the amount you've got, they get pushed into different roles, and it's not always easy, is it, for some of those mids on the outside?
2: No, I mean, much much has been said about those boys from the outside, but I think what's been forgotten is that they missed a lot of football, you know, through injury, which is no fault of their own and and then with the, the state level competition, you know, coming to a grinding halt, um, we weren't able to really progress them through probably a plan to return that we would have liked normally, um, so with the quality of, of them as players and the way they prepared, that we are willing to bring them straight back in the side and know they are going to get better each week and They're certainly not at the peak of their powers at the moment, those boys, but, geez, they can turn it on really quickly. And I thought Josh took really strong steps last week uh, through the midfield with some of the things that probably don't get seen on the TV around the contests that he provides for others. And certainly Adam Trelaw, he's a match winner on his day, and, and we're really wrapped and excited to have him in the team. And even though he's not playing at his best, we know that he can certainly win a final or turn a final like he was turning games earlier in the year. So. We'll continue to back him in and, and there's going to be roles for the midfield there, but you're right, Hayes. they all can't play there at the same time and that's when, come finals football, that team first approach is so important and, and the guys are understanding of that and know that that's what's going to take on, on Saturday night.
1: Dunkley did go to Parish in the second half against the Bombers. Do you think he could do that again against the Nolly Wines type?
2: Well, he's certainly got the capacity you know, to do that. He's done it previously, as we'll have done with Liber. You know, Sometimes we flip the flip the script, and if Libba's going to, we send him to someone else. Um, we obviously know that they've got the capacity to do that with, with Drew, so um, it's something we've got to watch closely. But I think with the team first approach and the balance around the stoppage and contest that we'll set up with, we'll back that in first. Um, and then we can make adjustments as the game goes on.
1: How good would it be if you came to Optus Stadium, you played in the Grand Final, you're out there, you win the Premiership, John Warsfold, your 2006 coach, comes out, gives the, obviously, the medal and the trophy, and Andrew Embley, your teammate from that Premiership year, gives out the Norm Smith. It'd be a nice end of the season for you, I would have thought.
2: Oh, it'd be... Amazingly special to have to have those guys involved in, in a premiership that, that I'm involved in with the Bulldogs. Because um, yeah, very close ties and obviously a strong emotional connection to both men for different reasons. One I play with and one I has a coach my whole career. Um, so yeah, it'd be, uh, very, it'd be very poetic. Poetic, sorry, to, to have them there and to be a part of it. So um, yeah, that's something that certainly. It's crossed my mind and I've dreamt of and will continue to strive towards.
0: Bulldogs assistant coach Ash Hanson, there of course, former Eagle Premiership Eagle. It would be an absolute fairy tale if the Dogs could win a second Premiership in five years. In order to do that, they've got to beat Port Adelaide first. Off the Bench
1: with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams.
0: Great to have your company on this Saturday morning. A sports update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 13-22-34. Hayes, it was great to hear you and Carl catch up with Steve Smith. No, not the cricketer, the Australian basketball rider. He also covers a heap of the NBA. And he had his thoughts on Ben Simmons and where he'll play this upcoming season. It's
3: probably really a matter of uh, when and not if he's going to be traded from Philadelphia. Uh, even if he starts the season with Philly, uh, I think it's... Pretty short odds that uh, he won't be with them uh, by Christmas. So is there much interest out there from some of the other franchises? Yeah, very, very much so, because he's, he's he's an all-star talent, regardless of how he played in the playoffs or anything like that. Uh, he's He's a valued, highly valued commodity. So, you know, teams like Minnesota and Toronto have certainly inquired about him with Philly, but Philly has a really high asking price as well. So while nothing has sort of happened at the moment, because they're asking a lot and... It, what what Minnesota have offered and and what the Raptors could potentially package around, say someone like Pascal Siakam, it probably hasn't moved Philly enough yet. But the other issue there is that, that Philly now has no leverage because Ben has said he wants out. So that that kind of wrecks you know being able to get as, as much value as they want for for him.
1: So he's throwing the toys out. He's not going to training. Is he getting fined for not going to training every time he misses? Oh, I, I actually wouldn't know if, if that was the case. I doubt it. Um, I think they'd be
3: trying to. Negotiate that that sort of system probably doesn't really play real well with the players' association over there, and so but what will happen is they want someone like they want a megastar back, so they want someone like a Damian Lillard from Portland, um, you know, and even then Ben apparently wants to go to California, so you know Philly have said to Golden State, well give us your number one draft pick from last season, James Wiseman, give us your you know your next best player in Andrew Wiggins, who's you know anyone that's not named Steph Curry. Uh, we we want plus a bunch of draft picks, and that's that's a really high asking price.
0: It comes really down to his value, doesn't it? What his true value is, and if he's only going yeah. to want to be traded to a Californian team, do you know the reason why he only wants to go to a, a Californian team?
3: Probably the weather. <laughs> I <I'd> probably. <say. laughs> why wouldn't we? eh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the lifestyle there suits Ben, and he's probably had probably had enough of Philadelphia winters.
1: Do you think he can improve his game? Obviously, his shooting is an issue. He spent some time away, he didn't go to the Olympics and copped a bit for that. He's had some time away. From all reports, has he improved in that area? Yeah, look, it's really hard to say from just, you know, a couple of Instagrams, you know,
3: stories and things like that. But, look, he's got the skills to be able to do it. I think it's all mental at this point. I, I think he really needs to be in an environment that, that embraces him and, and wants him to be there and wants him to improve. I, there's no reason why he, like, he's never going to become a, an elite jump shooter but he can certainly improve from what he was doing you know in the in the post last year
1: do you think it's his fault or do you think part of it is philadelphia's fault the way they handled it when they benched him late in the season and he lost a lot of confidence and a few of his teammates had a bit to say
3: yeah look it's, it's a really hard one because i think
1: you know they needed him to perform
3: you know in the pressure pressure of the playoffs and things like that and i think there's probably some blame to be attributed to both sides you know social media you know, sniping, and that probably didn't help. Um, but I think, you know, Ben has to want to improve as well, and I think that's that's part of the issue, I think, from Philadelphia's standpoint.
0: Basketball writer for ESPN, AU and New Zealand, Steve Smith there with a sports update and an update on the future of Australian basketball star Ben Simmons. Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Glass on 13-22-34. Hayes, that's all we've got time for. We'll see you next week. There won't be a grand final, but there will be the week after here in WA. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.